Welcome to Houseplant Homebody. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm here to tell you all about my favorite thing, plants. You ready? Thanks for tuning in to episode 21 on November 24th, 2020. Let's talk about the beautiful holiday cactus. And this is just a reminder that you can find more on houseplant-homebody.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody LLC. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Let's dive in. I first wanted to give a quick shout out to my fiance, Peter. Happy birthday. November 24th is his birthday. He's turning 26. So happy birthday. I love you. And thanks for supporting my crazy plant addiction. That being said, let's get right into it. So let's talk about the holiday cacti. So a lot of times around this time, which is why I'm doing this podcast right now, you will start to see some really pretty pink red or combo color blooming plants out there almost at every garden center or plant shop you can find it almost has like a scalloped like stem or like they have little pads just attached to them all the way down the stem these are holiday cacti which is the common name for christmas cactus thanksgiving cactus and easter cactus most retailers just commonly call all of them christmas cactus since they all look freakishly similar and they generally bloom around the same time in time for the holiday. So those three different kinds of cacti I listed are the Christmas cactus, Thanksgiving cactus, and Easter. Christmas cactus has a botanical name of Schlumberger brigisii. The Thanksgiving cactus has a botanical name of Schlumberger truncata. And the Easter cactus has a botanical name of Hashiora gertneri. Now, I could have gotten all of those wrong, I say that every time. You never know, but that is my best attempt. Those are the botanical names for all of them. So they are slightly different. In a little bit different category, the Easter cactus does look different, especially with the bloom. But the actual stem or what I like to refer to them as the pads on the stem look freakishly similar. And there's a slight difference on how the edges are structured. And that's how you can tell the difference. So for example, the Christmas cactus has more of a scalloped-like pad edge and it blooms in fall winter time right around Christmas. The Thanksgiving cactus has more of a tooth like pad edge so they're a lot sharper looking. They also bloom in fall winter. A lot of times people will just combine Christmas cactus and Thanksgiving cactus because they bloom so close together sometimes it's hard to tell but you can definitely tell with the edges of the pads and the edges of the stem how they look. The blooms are also identical basically so you can't quite tell with a flower difference with those two but the easter cactus has more of a rounded pad edge it's not really scalloped it's not really pointy it's generally pretty smooth and they typically bloom in really early spring and the flowers do look very different on the easter cactus which i'll get into a little bit later so for most of this podcast i'll be referring to all of these different cacti varieties as holiday cactus if i'm talking about like sunlight or water because they all generally need this about the same thing and if i need to be specific i'll just give you the actual name like oh i'm talking about easter cactus so but let's jump into the sun requirements and then we'll go into water requirements as well. 
So for the sun requirements, the holiday cacti in general like bright indirect light or dappled light. But here is a little bit of the catch. These guys need to be placed in a cool, darker room in order to encourage the blooming, which I broke it out based off of season on my blog. So if you want to go check back and exactly what you're supposed to do because it does get a little bit complicated with watering and sun requirements for these guys go check out the blog post on my website but for spring and summer you can place them in that bright indirect light or the dappled light in fall and winter you want to place them in a room or an area in your house that gets at least 12 hours of darkness and you want to make sure the temperatures need to be consistently below 65 degrees or even cooler than that at night. Realistically, when I say fall winter, it should be like beginning of fall. You should start thinking about placing your holiday cactus in a darker, cooler area. Us Midwesterners have the luxury of the fact that the sun goes down at like four o'clock at night in the winter. So we already have a very shortened day in winter in general and in late fall. So that helps. But the more you can encourage it to bloom, the better. So placing it in a basement or room you don't use very often that doesn't get a ton of sunlight and stays a little bit cooler in general because the heat isn't on in there that's the best thing to do for them when you start to see the flowers start budding you can actually move it into a space that has the bright indirect light so that's when you place it back in that space that you have it in the spring and summer when i say move it move it very carefully because any kind of stress that might happen to this plant could cause those buds just fall off and not fully bloom. So just to recap, spring and summer, bright indirect light or dappled light, not direct sunlight. In probably early fall, mid fall, you want to start thinking about placing this plant in a dark, a lot cooler space. And then once you start to see buds forming, you can move it back out into your bright indirect sunlight. Cool. All right, let's jump into looking at the water requirements and the flowers and the differences in all the flowers. All right, so holiday cacti in general like to stay evenly moist. So once that first inch or so of soil dries out, you can water them again. I also want to make sure that you're paying attention to whether or not you have a draining pot or not. If you're using a pot that does not have drainage, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. Obviously, you can still do it, but you may need to watch your watering a little bit more closely and you might not be watering as often. That goes really with almost any house plant, but for this one, because they like to stay evenly moist, you wanna make sure you're giving them enough water, but not too much that they're just gonna rot at the base. So to avoid all of that, just use a draining pot. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, they like to stay evenly moist and once that first inch or so is dried out, you can water them. But again, just like the sun requirements, there is a catch here. So you want to follow those watering instructions, the water when the first inch or so of soil is dry, only in spring and summer and while the cactus is blooming. Every other time, so basically that fall winter time when the cactus isn't blooming, you want to reduce the watering pretty significantly to the point where you want to let the soil almost almost dry out completely between waterings in order to prepare for that cactus to form the flower buds and kind of recuperate after flowering. 
So recap like I did with the sunlight. In spring, summer, and while the cactus is blooming, water when the top inch or so of soil is dry. In the fall and winter, while it's not blooming, you want to reduce the watering and wait to water until the soil is almost completely dry all the way through. Capiche? All right. I never knew there was so many nuances to helping this plant bloom until I really got into it. I mean, I knew it was hard to get this thing to bloom because I've struggled over time, but I'm glad we're going over it now <laughs> because I'm going to see if I can change a couple things that I was even doing with my Christmas cactus. Um, but anyway, another thing to think about, not necessarily watering, but humidity is really important for holiday cactus. They actually thrive in really high humid environments. They're native to the rainforests of Brazil, so they really like that high humidity. So the more you can give them for that and the humidity, that will also help them thrive and also help them bloom. So place them next to a humidifier or put the plant on top of a pebble tray which in turn increases the humidity or you can miss the plant and the environment around it all of those do increase the humidity of your plant and the environment okay so let's get into the flower so like i said at the very beginning you typically will see a range of pinks and purples in these holiday cactus flowers but they do come in colors like a white or even like a coral color, a little bit brighter orange. They have like a combination of pink and red. Fuchsia is out there too. So there's lots of different colors and hybrids out there now. But most of the time you'll see them either in that fuchsia or red. And I've commonly seen them in white as well. So the difference between the different flowers of the Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Easter cactus are pretty simple. The Christmas cactus and the Thanksgiving cactus are virtually the same looking flower. They almost look like they have a layered flower look. So the best way to describe this in my mind is that it looks like it went to go flower and then there was like a set of petals and it's like, oh, I'm not done. And then it shot up another additional flower on top of those petals and it's like, oh, I'm not done yet. And then did it again and then finally it was done blooming. So it just looks like there's layers of petals with part of like kind of like you see how a trumpet-like flower is, like it has kind of a stem there, but there's petals in between. I don't know if I explained that well enough, but that's all I could think of. <laughs> so for the Easter cactus, it's pretty different. It doesn't really have that layered flower look that the Christmas and the Thanksgiving do. The Easter cactus looks more like, I guess, a daisy would probably be the best way to put it, but it has pointed petals. So not rounded petals like a daisy does, very pointed. And that's kind of the difference. It doesn't have the layered look. It just looks like the little daisy. I don't know if you know what an ice plant is either. It's a perennial around here. It's kind of like a succulent. But if you look up ice plant too, I, I mean, you could look up Easter cactus too and see what the flower looks like. But if you look at ice plant, the flowers look almost the same too. So that's the different looks of the flowers. All of the holiday cacti varieties do come in those same color combos I talked about earlier. I talked about this earlier too, but once these holiday cacti start budding, you want to avoid stressing them out because that might knock off all of your buds and it's not going to bloom. So when I mean stress, I mean don't move the plant too much. If you have to move it from a space that's darker and cooler like you were supposed to and you wanted to move it into that bright light like you're supposed to, you can, but just do it very carefully. And then you want to make sure you're not placing it near a drafty window or a drafty door. 
and you do want to make sure you are giving it the appropriate amount of water it needs, all of those things could stress it out to the point where it'll just stop blooming or it won't bloom at all, even though it has buds. Also a fun fact, there is potential for any of the holiday cacti to bloom a second time. It's very rare because it has to be really ideal conditions and the amount of flowers that's going to be on the plant is going to drop significantly, but it is possible. So that's just a fun fact. Let's now talk about fertilization and propagation. So for fertilization, I usually say there really isn't a right or wrong way for fertilization, but since this plant needs a lot more help with blooming, there are definitely certain fertilizers and certain times to apply the fertilizers that can really help you get this plant to bloom. So according to the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual, it recommends fertilizing in spring and summer every two weeks and monthly in fall and winter with either a balanced fertilizer, so balanced houseplant fertilizer, or an all-purpose fertilizer, or a high phosphorus plant food. So it recommends a high phosphorus focused fertilizer simply because phosphorus does help encourage flower production. I don't know if you've ever seen the nutrient combinations on a fertilizer. Usually there's three numbers. That middle number, as long as that's the highest, that's a phosphorus focused fertilizer. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> um, so the Complete Houseplant Survival Manual also recommended that you use a slightly reduced rate of fertilizer that whatever fertilizer you use recommends. So if it's saying you should use a little bit per gallon, just less than that, just a tad bit. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about the nutrients that I just discussed, those three numbers, on my Diffenbachia blog post at the bottom in the fun facts section, I did kind of explain it a little better. So if you want to look at it, that's another place to check that out too. And I'm going to link it right in the fertilizer section in this blog post too. Okay, so when it comes to propagation, there are a couple ways to do it, really only two that I found. One, I did find in a couple places you could split this plant, but I would only recommend splitting this plant once it's a little bit more mature. When you first get it and it's in a four inch pot and you see there's one stem hanging off just like on its own, I wouldn't necessarily bother that, especially since usually we're getting these Christmas cactus, Thanksgiving cactus, Easter cactus around the holidays and that's when they're most sensitive. So if you're gonna split this plant, wait till it's a little bit more mature and then wait till maybe early summer. That way you're not disrupting the bud production. And then the second way, and probably the most common way, and that I've seen it happen, is stem cutting. So this is the easiest way to do it. All you do is you cut a stem right before where a new pad is connected, and you wanna make sure you have at least two to three little pads of your stem cutting above it and allow that stem cutting to dry for a day. And then the next day you should be able to plant that stem in a moist soil. And you wanna keep that soil evenly moist so that way it produces roots. I also saw a couple different ways to do this. Some people had recommended leaving the stem cutting just sitting on top of soil until it produces roots, kind of like you would propagate a succulent leaf. But most places that I read said to stick it directly in soil after a day or so of drying out. I would also not recommend doing this until 
early summer again too because again you just don't want to mess with the bud production. I have a pretty good picture on my blog too of where you can kind of see what I mean by the pads connecting to the other pads on the stems too and it's producing roots in that picture on the blog too so that way you can just see what it looks like there. Okay so let's jump into all of the other facts and then I'll kind of tell you about my experience with holiday cactus in general. All right, we're just gonna start listing off those other facts. The holiday cacti are all part of the Cactaceae family, ironically, right? There is a natural growth habit for holiday cacti to be in a hanging form. So when they're a little bit immature, they might be a little bit upright, but the ends of the stems are starting to dip a little bit. But once they get more mature, the stems get longer, you'll start to notice that they start hanging over the pot. Totally natural. Actually, lots of people love to use these as hanging baskets because they work well in there. And that way, when they get bigger, they'll still hang over the side of the pot and they'll look beautiful. Another little fact is these guys are perfectly content with being a little bit root bound. So you shouldn't have to repot them very often. And if you do, I would wait till that early summertime again, not to disrupt the bud formation, but they're okay with being a little bit root bound. If you just got them from the store and you decide you wanna take it out of the container and put it in a little pot, because I always do that. I never really keep it in the container. And you can look at the roots right then and there and see how far along they are. If they're not very far, you could probably assume you're probably not gonna have to repot that thing for a couple years. But if you wanna check, I would wait until early summer just to double check what that root system looks like. Another little fun fact is that these holiday cacti are actually considered epiphytes, which an epiphyte basically means that they grow on the surface of other plants, similar to how an orchid does. And they, as I said earlier, are native to the rainforests of Brazil. So they would grow on other trees just to kind of get off of the rainforest floor to be potentially damaged. Since they are technically epiphytes, they do need a very well-draining soil. So a cactus soil can work for them or even an orchid soil also works. I know they like to stay evenly moist, but having that extra well-draining soil is necessary because they really, really don't like having wet feet, meaning being super saturated at the bottom of the root system. Another very exciting thing that a lot of people will like is these guys are not poisonous to cats or dogs. And I checked the ASPCA and on their website, it isn't poisonous. That being said, I wouldn't necessarily just let your dog or cat start nomming on these things because it could cause them to be a little bit sick, possibly vomiting or diarrhea if they're eaten in very mass quantities. But according to ASPCA, it's not poisonous to cats or dogs. Hallelujah, because I feel like there's very slim pickings of houseplants that are not poisonous. Thank God my dog couldn't care less about my houseplants. Sometimes he likes to run through them. Other than that, he doesn't like chewing on them or anything. He couldn't care less. So <laughs> I'm very lucky in that sense. But if I get another dog someday, I don't know how I'm going to handle that. So we shall see. Okay, according to one of the books I have, it's called The Healing Power of Plants by Fran Bailey. It says that Christmas cactus remove airborne toxins, including formaldehyde and benzene. Interesting. It's not the only houseplant to do that, but it is one of the many. And as another fun fact, holiday cactus can grow anywhere from a foot tall and wide to two feet tall and wide, or even larger. I've had 
coworkers say that their parents have Christmas cactus that were like three feet wide and they've had them for, you know, 40 years. So they are very long living and you can easily propagate them as I talked about earlier. So you could pass it down to family members or friends so your cactus could keep living on for years and years and years to come. My experience with Christmas cactus has been a little bumpy. So far, it's going good now, but in the beginning, it wasn't so great. I'd also like to reiterate that I don't claim to be an expert. I'm still learning, but the reason I started this podcast and blog and everything is because I didn't want to stop learning even though I moved out of the horticulture industry. So I do have six years of experience under my belt, but that's nothing compared to some of the horticulturists out there. So I'm still learning with you. So I like to share my experience learning about plants with you so you can learn from my mistakes or what I've done well. So I had one Christmas cactus. I probably had it for two years and I'm thinking this was about four or five years ago and it just struggled. I repotted it a couple times which was stupid because it didn't need to be. I just wanted it in a different pot and the second pot I put it in it was nowhere near root bound. There was a lot more extra soil around the plant and it probably hated that. I also thought, oh, since it's a cactus, I don't need to water it that much, which also wasn't true. So I killed that one maybe maybe over a year or so, finally, after underwatering it. I told myself I was going to try again and I bought another Christmas cactus probably about two years ago now. And I also bought another Christmas cactus just about a month ago that is blooming currently. So the one I bought about two years ago, I've had a tough time getting it to bloom. I did get it to bloom. It only produced like one flower, but I never really realized until researching this podcast and obviously doing more research that the watering, the lighting, and the temperature all had changed in order to encourage the blooming. I mean, honestly, because of the Midwest time change and the fact that the temperatures drop so much, it probably really helps at least us (laughs) have Christmas cactus because I know people that don't move their Christmas cactus and it blooms just fine. And it probably has to do with the time change, the fact that temperatures drop, maybe they keep their house colder, but I haven't been able to get my Christmas cactus to really bloom. So I originally bought it when I was in my old apartment. It was just off of an east window. So it was more like a northeast window. So it wasn't really getting bright light at all. It was getting bright light, but it wasn't getting bright indirect light, if that makes sense. And I didn't add any humidity to it either. So that probably didn't help. And then when I moved into this house, I put it in the bathroom, which is along a north window. So it's bright light in there. It's just not as bright as maybe off of a south or west window would be. And since it's in the bathroom and the shower's in there, it gets a lot of humidity, so I'm sure that helps. And I've increased the watering a little bit, so that also helps. I've noticed that the leaves shrivel a little bit when it does need watering, or they droop too. So that's kind of a telltale sign when you do need to water it. But I think just the fact that I there, I think there might be a couple buds on that one, but I can't quite tell. I might move it to my basement, which is significantly cooler. And there is a table right along a west window, but it's a tiny little window. So you don't really get much light in there. And it's going to be obviously darker for most of the time. So I'm going to try to move it in the basement and see if that will help encourage the blooms even more. But that's just kind of my experience with my current 
Christmas cactus. Honestly, if I don't have time to worry about it blooming, I don't really care because it's still really pretty and I really like the stems and I have gotten new pads to grow so the stems have gotten longer so that's great. So I'm happy with it either way, honestly. And I did buy one from... Where'd I get it? I got it from Water Farms in Nina, Wisconsin. It was only $4 for a, an already blooming Christmas cactus. I'm like, heck yeah, you know, I'm doing okay with this one. I'll just try this guy too. So I brought him home and the flowers just immediately started dropping off because obviously it was moved around a lot, but that's okay. It is blooming. It's really pretty. So the pictures you see of the blooming cactus on the blog post, that's the one I just recently bought and the pictures you see of the cactus that isn't really blooming or just has like one bud or something that's of my older one. I also learned that what I have are not Christmas cactus. They are Thanksgiving cactus just simply based on the tooth structure of the stem. So I have Thanksgiving cactus, not Christmas cactus, and not Easter cactus. So that was another fun thing I learned over time too. So hopefully my experience gives you a little bit more perspective and help. I think the most important thing to think about is just preparing it to bloom. So making sure you're putting it in darker, cooler space is probably the most important thing to do in that like early fall, mid fall time. And I think based on learning that, I'm going to try doing that now every season. It might be too late now. I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to try anyways. So good luck with your holiday cactus, everyone. Thanks for listening to episode 21 of Houseplant Homebody, all about the holiday cactus. And this is just a reminder that you can find more on houseplant-homebody.com or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Houseplant Homebody LLC. And don't forget to join me on Patreon for exclusive podcasts, early access to podcasts, and exclusive content. Your support means everything, and I can't wait to continue bringing you guys more and more plant bios and info. Don't forget to check back every other Tuesday for more podcasts. From one houseplant homebody to another. See you next time. Hello, hello. You're not done with me yet. I just wanted to pop on here at the end and thank you all for listening to another podcast. I am going to obviously continue doing houseplants and then once the weather turns back into spring and summer, I'm going to start doing a couple landscape plants here and there, maybe just releasing a really small plant bio in addition to the houseplant podcast just to get some other fun plants out there. I also want to just ask you guys if you can comment, subscribe, rate my podcast on whatever platform that you listen to it. That'd be very helpful and I would love that very much. I am so thankful for all the supporters and the people that do listen. I've had people reach out to me and tell me that they found my podcast and they're so happy they found it because it's helping them and they love it. So I'm glad. I'm just going to keep keeping it real with you and tell you my experience with houseplants and plants in general and I hope you follow along. If you guys want to hear a certain kind of plant podcast or you want to learn about something, please let me know. I usually don't record these until the week before, so I'm still gaining content like every week on end in hopes to eventually record that podcast in the future. I have a gigantic list of plants that I'm still wanting to record, 
But if you want to hear something sooner rather than later, I can do that. So just let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or even message me on Facebook, whatever you want to do, or message me through my website. And go check out the blog post for this holiday cacti podcast. There's a lot of good info in there, everything I talked about, but then you can kind of see the images of what I meant by layering flowers and stuff like that. So hope you guys have a great week and I'll leave by saying again, happy birthday, Peter. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.